One of our regular listeners wants to know what's happening with Greg Ryan because he was watching a race meeting in Western New South Wales a few months ago in September and heard Colin Hodges, he thought he was hearing things, heard Colin Hodges say that Greg Ryan's going to gallop one between races, a horse called Sizzle Manizzle, which he did. So Greg Ryan hasn't ridden since December 2020, so almost coming up to three years Greg Ryan is joining us now. In fact, over three years, and he joins us now. Good morning, Greg. G'day, Steve. And you rode a winner that last day, too, at Mudgee, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. One for Sue Grills. Yeah. yeah. Without shame. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Mm. Just yeah. to reiterate why you did retire, and was it a bit, you wanted it a bit low key? You didn't want any big fanfare that day, did you? <clears throat> no, not really, because I sort of like, like, I sort of like, you know, I thought about retiring for a while and I didn't want to sort of say, oh, you know, I'm retired and then a few months later come back. So it took me ages to get it out of my system. Like, even now, I, I say to myself, you know, I wouldn't mind having a ride, but um, I'm getting a bit long in the tooth and I'm a bit heavy. So, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, but that's the main reason I didn't want to um, go out with a, you know, with a bang because, uh, you know, I just, you know, undecided for a long time. Sounds like there's still a bit of a fire burning there. How how heavy are you at the moment? Oh, I'm only sixty six kilos, but I'm I'm a fit sixty six. So I haven't got a lot of fat on me. Um, so yeah, but uh, if I was um, if I was to sort of like get down to riding weight, I'd be taking it off, you know, off muscle, sort of not fat. But uh, yeah, so there'd be a bit there to lose. Well, you're riding track work, I understand. Yeah, not not on a regular basis, which is which is tough because. Um, I might, you know, gallop a couple, then I mightn't see a horse for you know, three three weeks to a month, and and uh, and then you lose you lose your muscle condition. So I'm pulling up fairly sore after I uh, after I do ride trap work. But um, yeah, but I, I sort of still enjoy hopping on one and giving one a gallop. So what else are you doing? Last time we had a lengthy chat, your <coughs> family involved in a tree lopping business. Of course, you're a mechanic by trade as well, very capable in that department. Yeah, I'm, I'm still at that with my son. Um, uh, we're still still running around lopping trees, and the mechanic and part comes in handy because there's a, a bit of machinery involved. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're still at that caper, and and uh, yeah, just um, keep an eye on on the races. Uh, going to the um, uh, Calcutta as a, a guest speaker at Gilgandra on the sixth of January, I think it is. Um, yeah, so that'll be a good night if anybody wants to come along. What part of the West do you live in, Greg? I live in Dubbo. Dubbo. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a it's, it's a it's a thriving thriving city. It's uh yeah, it's about forty thousand people and growing quickly. Um, so it's a good good little place to live. And how's the youth crime in that area? I know Queensland is struggling with some parts of of Queensland. It's a real big issue in many places. Yeah, I think it's an issue everywhere. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, oh, I think it's mostly you know drug related crime. Um, so, yeah, it's an issue in Dubbo to um, to to a degree. It's it's sort of a, like the place is not bad to live in. Like it's it's probably a little bit, you know, over overdone. You know, it, the place is you know it's quite a good place to live in. Um, but you just have these sections of the of the city, and um, you know where it's a problem, and and you know it's. I don't know what the answer to it is. Um, Tougher penalties, I reckon. Greg would be a good start. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, you can get get on top of the, you know, it's a lot of it's drug related and and you know getting people off welfare and giving them a purpose and and 
and uh, some responsibility in life, I, I think is the key to it myself. So, Greg, tell me about the gallop between races back in September, Sizzle Manizzle. How did that come about? And I bet you got driven mad that day at the races about this comeback situation. Uh, yeah, it was just trying to set that Sizzle Manizzle for, um, for the uh, oh, Cosi Osco. Um, and, you know, he was, he, he, he sort of, you know, uh, Brett Robb was asking me to sort of give him, the, give him a hand with that. And in the end, he sort of like, it, the Cosi Osco is just, it's a furlong too short for him. And, he, and, he, and the tracks really firmed up um, leading the Cosi Osco. And, and they, the tracks were just too fast. And he's got a, a few feet issues and he, he didn't come up as expected. And, and uh, he, he really does need a soft track, uh, Sizzle Manizzle, to, to compete at that level. Well, well, Greg, what if you, you know, you, you ride track work and you start to pull up better and you're not as sore and, you know, um, we'd love to see you back. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I get, I, I get. Is um, it a possibility? I mean, there's a lot of jockeys older than you that are still riding because you're in your yeah. late fifties, aren't you? Yeah, I'm 58, not long ago. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, look, I wouldn't say, uh, well. Every day that goes by is less likely, isn't it? Because <laughs> um, time time's against you. Uh, but I wouldn't say that you know. One day I woke up and I've got to get rid of that that race gear of mine out of the out of the wardrobe. Ah, so you have but, kept it. Yeah. So every time I pull the wardrobe door, wardrobe door open, I think, oh jeez. But uh, yeah. So no, look, look, it's, it's unlikely. But I, but I wouldn't sort of like write it off altogether. But um, but uh, but I've, I've sort of got my hands full what I'm doing at the moment. I'd be spreading okay. myself a bit I would be spreading myself a bit thin if I if I and at my age and everything else it would have to be number one priority and, and nothing else in, in life because um because at my age you'd have to sort of just just staying fit enough and, and well enough. Um I feel quite well at the moment but if I took ten kilos off myself um, you want every ounce of your body to count for something. So So when did you yeah. start riding work again? Ah, I wouldn't. It was like, um, like it was two and a half. It would have been two and a half years after I retired. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So I bet um, that was yeah. a great feeling, though. The first one that you let go a bit and <clears> let it run. Oh, honestly, like I got halfway halfway around after doing one lap, and my legs felt like collapsing underneath me. Um, yeah, I started riding a bit of work for my sister. Um, she had a horse called What About Scotty that she won a couple with, and. Uh, I was sort of help, helping her get that right, and, and um, uh, yeah, but the first first lap uh, riding him, I thought I didn't realise I was so unfit, uh, but I, but, I, but I was fit, um, labouring sort of thing. But um, yeah, but riding is just a whole different um, group of muscles and a whole different sort of type of fitness. And um, yeah, by Jingo's, I was I, I was lucky then because I was riding a couple of times a week and. After I rode for a month, I started to feel like I was in a bit of nick. Um, but yeah, but the first few rides really, really sore and really, really out of nick. Yeah, <clears throat> Greg, is there a picnic circuit or an amateur circuit? Have you ever considered something like that? Ah, uh, no, I, I wouldn't. Just to I, be on know, the horse, you know, something you love doing is what I mean. Yeah, I'd, 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 I feel like I'd like I'd like to let them boys have their turn, sort of thing. If you know what I mean. Um, you know, it would be nice to have a ride in a race, even even at that level. But but I'd I'd, I'd like you know those blokes there that, that are a bit on the heavier side, um, that would love to be jockeys, love to be professional jockeys. Um, you know, that's that's their 
seen and and I'd, you know and I'd sort of like like to just see them have have their go rather than me jump in there and and you know, and, and take things away from them. Just to, if you decide one day, you know, you've had over 21,000 rides and know that you've had some lots of bumps in the roads with incidents and falls over the years. How heavy, you know, what's the most weight you've ever lost, Greg, in a comeback previously, say from injury or a lengthy a suspension or something? Uh, probably the most um, weight I've, I've lost, you know, in a short period of time would be uh, years ago um, I rode a horse for Eric Sanford in the um, gold market at the Gold Coast, and that was on a Wednesday, and uh, two days, he, he had 48 and a half. Wow. And, and uh, two days before that, I rode a Gunnedah half over 53. Um, yeah, and I got home from Gunnedah races on, on the Monday evening, and Eric rang me up uh, to go and ride this, jeez, uh, I not said his name now, Northern Emperor, uh, in, in the gold market, and... Um, and he was he was like 150 to one or something or other, and uh, and so I had to turn around on Tuesday, drive from uh, Dubbo to the Gold Coast. Uh, got there that evening, went to the Jubilee's Casino, sweated or oh, some ridiculous amount off, drove to the Gold Coast with a heater on in the car, and um, and uh, anyways, um, rode the weight, and the horse got beat a nose. Uh, oh. Mick Dickman beat me on a horse called Cohort uh, of John Hawkes's, um, right on the line. <laughs> it was so depressing, but um, yeah, but that that was that was really the most. Yeah, I actually had to steer the horse into the barriers on the way to the barriers because <laughs> because I was never going to stop him. I was that tired and weak on him. Um, yeah, so he, he got beat a nice. So that that was the most weight of, I would have lost in in a short period of time, yeah. Yeah, but there wouldn't be much body fat. This is a completely different circumstance. Not saying you're overweight or anything. Obviously, you're very yeah. fit, but it'd be. would that be easier than what that struggle was back then to, to lose? Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah well, obviously, you know, sort of like the, you know, the, the, lower, the lower weight you are, you know, the percentage-wise and weight losses gets, gets higher sort of thing, so... Yeah, so yeah, so for me to get down to fifty five would be nowhere, nowhere near that battle to get down to that forty eight and a half, and I was fifty three and a half. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Greg, I found that horse. It says here the gold market was in ninety six. It's yep. got the weight there, um, forty nine and a half. He just said it says here the yep. horse was a hundred to one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you lost all that weight to ride a hundred to one shot. Yeah, he got beat a nostril. Yeah, I don't know if got the margin there or not, but it, but it would have been no more than a head anyway. It might have even been a nose. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, and uh, but yeah. we're not talking a you know six to four chance, a hundred to one. No. You lost all that, put your body through hell for that. And you know, obviously, the horse was coming into the race with a win behind it. I think Gary Baker may have ridden it prior. Yeah, I, I'd won a, I think I might have won some sort of country cup race and uh, a couple of starts before. Um, uh, but a, a bloke um, called Eric Sanford, uh, who was, I think he still trained at Newcastle at that stage, um, and he was sort of like a half a a plonk trainer um he, he could set one up and he, he, he give it a real chance and i i thought to myself oh i don't know about this one eric but i had gone previously a few times and oh he set one he set a three-year-old filly up at canterbury and and uh and that that come off um can't remember the and, name uh no i can't and there was an and not long after that he saw it a few months after that, he set one up another i think there's another three-year-old filly too at warwick farm and that come off too um, yeah, but he, he could pull one off, Eric, and, um, and, he, and he almost pulled that one off, yeah. 
Just having a look at some of the jockeys that rode that particular horse uh, that we're talking about, Northern Emperor, uh, R. Bly, is that Ricky Bly? It would be, I suppose. Yeah. First yeah. start yeah. at one for Ricky Bly, Adrian Robinson, Mouse, yep. uh, jockey called Jay Ridge, Peter Losh, uh, even you've got Steve Arnold, um, Brian Wood, he used to ride Show County, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, Craig yeah. Carmody. It's got Michael Clark, Daryl McClellan, all these names. Larry Olson, Jamie Whitney, Gavin Duffy, who listens to this program. I mean, Dean Tanty, uh, Alan Russell, who works for um, – he's a big part of one of the Metro stables in Brisbane. Danny Beasley right. and so on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was a terrific horse to ride. He was on pace runner. Uh, he led the race that day. And, um, you know, he, he drew the – I think he might have drawn the widest alley, I think. And um, he just cruised across uh, down the back straight there at the Gold Coast and, and got a bit of a breather um, around the turn and uh, and just kept firing and firing. And just the last little bit, you know, he, uh, he just wilted on his run and got nabbed on the line. Even a guy called, I don't, Stuart Sargent. And where was he from? He went on the horse. Uh, one. Grafton. Grafton, was yeah. he? Start yeah. the cat see this. JP Stanley, Mike Pelling, uh, Neil Payne, the flamboyant dresser. Uh, yep. Brian York and the list goes on and on. So there you go. Gee, he had a long career, that horse. Yeah, Northern Emperor. Yeah. Yeah, Gary yeah. Doughty. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good old galloper, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. your record, as I said, you, you had over 21,000 rides. Now, that 4,035 winners, is that the second most winners of any jockey all time in this country? Yeah, as far as I know, uh, Robert Thompson's um, the uh, only one that's rode more, yeah. How many premierships did you win, Greg? Oh, I, I couldn't couldn't tell you. Um, you know what what type of premiership you want to say? Like it was you know local area, state. What about New uh, South Wales premierships? I think last time we spoke, you said about yeah. eleven of those. Yeah, it could be. I, yeah, I wouldn't know off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, but quite a few. Yeah, and you were the leading New South Wales country-based rider. I've just found this one. That's twenty-two occasions. You broke Darren Beeman's record. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a you know good trot for for a lot of years. Um, you know, associated with some very good trainers, and yeah, and and, and done a lot of miles to get there. You did indeed. Yes. Uh, how many k's a year was it the old car would do? Oh, you know, she'd probably do a hundred thousand. Like the the last in one year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last four cars I had uh, had um, over five hundred thousand kilometres on them. Um, yeah, so there's two million kilometres there, <laughs> and there was a couple of old, older cars before that. Yeah, so. Yeah. How many winners do you reckon you rode at Dubbo, Greg? No, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> 396, it says here. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Tamworth, 393. Musselbrook, 316. 282 at Wellington. 265 Bathurst. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, they were, um, they're all good tracks to me. Uh, all different tracks too. And, you know, all, all good. that's one one good thing about, you know, riding in the bush, Um you race on a lot of different tracks, and and they've got their different characteristics. There's things you can and can't do on them, um, you know. So uh, so you just um, got to think, you know. I think you know there's a lot of country tracks where the rider probably comes into play a little bit more than the horse. Um, so yeah, so if you can figure figure the tracks out a bit, um, it's a big help. You rode six horses that won over ten races. You want to name a couple of them? Oh, jeez. I, I got a I, I got a memory of me like this. Um, I know I have too, but I'm just looking it up. So a horse called Cadimus, Bit Seedy, and River Shamrock all run twelve. You won twelve on them. Yep, Arctic uh, Will, the Ark yep. Coal Miner. Uh, the Billy Farrows, yeah, I won him at Rose Hill. 
Yeah, he was a good old grey galloper. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's yeah some 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 horses from the past. Yeah, they were all uh, good gallopers. Yeah. And you rode ball winners for Luke Griffith and any other trainer, almost three hundred. Yeah, I had a great association with Luke. Um, he was a really good bloke to tra- to to ride for. Um, yeah, and um, for many many years, had a really good association with Luke and a really really good association with um, Keith Swan. Um, yeah, they they provided me with a lot of winners over the years. Where's um, you rode twenty two winners at Galagan Bone. <laughs> oh, did I really? <laughs> that's, they race a couple of times a year. Once a year. Once a year. Gee, Galagan that's a good Bone. record then. Galagan Bone Cup. <laughs> yeah, Galagan Bone is between um, Gilgandra and Canamble. It says uh, you rode twenty four at Guri. Where's that? Where uh, Geary is? Geary it? is it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Geary, yeah. Uh, yeah, Geary, Geary's another once-a-year place. Um, they don't race here anymore, actually. Uh, it, it's a real little short six-furlong track around. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a eye-opener to ride on Geary. I was anyway, but you know, they don't race <laughs> I, here anymore. I think we know what you want to say there. And Angoni is another track I don't really know. Angoni uh, is uh, far northwest. Um, yeah, we used to fly there. Ngoni. Did you? Yeah, uh, oh yeah, a lot of the times anyway, and um, yeah, a bit, bit of a uh, yeah, we used to fly there. We come out, we come out from uh, after the races one day, and all these kids sitting on the wings of the aeroplane. And um, anyway, I took a bit of uh, jo- uh, actually a jockey called Joey Galee, give him a few bob to go to the shops to get him off the wings. And um, and uh, when we went out there the next year. When we come back to the airplane, there's twice as many kids sitting on the wings. <laughs> so you had to pay twice as much money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and those tracks, I mean, could you see sometimes with all that dust, Greg, and those wooden running rails? And Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of like most of the times they weren't too bad to ride on. Um, yeah, they, some of them, you know, uh, well, Burke was always one I, I didn't like going to because it had a pipe running rail and, um, and every post had a cleat on it. And if you got put up the running rail, every post you'd hit, your foot would hit every cleat on on the on the pipe running rail and tear your boot open. Your boot, your foot would be bruised. Oh yes, it was a night. I used to hate being on the inside at Burke, but um yeah, but they all, had, as I said, they all had the characteristics and and um I've seen some funny things. Yeah, I've seen some funny things out west. Uh, that you know people that ride at city tracks wouldn't wouldn't. Anything believe. that comes to mind besides the kids on the aeroplane wing. Uh, yeah, I, I remember riding at Louth one day, and and there was and uh, and there was a horse outside of me, and um, we come to the home turn, and there's a horse there from uh, the horse outside me from South Australia, and um, and instead of going around the turn to the right, it just went left, and uh, and I just watched it out of the corner of my eye, and it just left, went left, went over the barbed wire fence, the, the jockey fell off it, and just watching this horse just gallop into these like tens of thousands of acre paddocks um, with, with the dust just behind it was just I just thought it was very humorous and, and the next race we had to get another saddle cloth because they couldn't catch the horse and um, and draw that draw that number with some texture uh, that, that the horse had galloped off into the sunset with so yeah there's a lot of things that, that I sort of like um, 
Yeah, if, if I give it some thought, you know, I, I just found very amusing. Yeah, Euro 25 winners at Louth, and Cole Hodges, we often talk about him. It's remarkable that he's still calling races. I'm not sure Cole's age, but uh, he idolised you, of course, when you were riding, and still great probably bloke. does to this day, I'm sure. Yeah, great bloke. At, 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 at Louth one year, I, um, I, I rode the first six, seven race card. I rode the first six winners. Um, I won on the same horse in the second race and the fourth race. Uh, he, he won by a length, six furlong race in the second, and then he come back to a thousand, and he won by three or four in the fourth race, and uh, and I rode the first six winners and got and run second in the last. Yeah. Have you ridden the program anywhere else? I, I rode a five race card at Parks. Um, I've rode six winners on a few occasions, um, uh, but the only time I, I actually uh, I've, I've rode. A, Six winners on a seven race card and run second in the last twice. So that, I'm pretty sure that time was a Bathurst. Um, but I, but I, any time I rode the car was a five race card at Parks. And who was your greatest challenger in that area? You know that your, your main rival. We often talk about. I remember Harry Troy. Did he ride in your area? Uh, Harry was at Musselbrook when I come along. Um, but Harry was a legend uh, in the West. Um, just probably just prior to before I started. And, um, yeah, Harry was at Musselbrook. And, uh, oh, I think it could have been a while. Um, but he was over that way anyway um, when I come along. And every now and again he'd venture over our way. Um, <clears throat> Billy, Billy Asbros was the king. Oh, of course he was, yes. <clears throat> and then he yeah. had that bad fall and suffered that nasty head injury, didn't he? Yeah, he had, he had too quick. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, he had two quick Billy, and uh, and the second one really knocked him about. Well, the first one wasn't real good either. He's, he was in a coma in hospital for quite some time, both times. Um, funny, the second one, uh, he was in he was in Westmead Hospital, and I rode at Warwick Farm. I thought I thought to myself, I better call in and see Bill on the way home, and I called in the hospital, and I, and I, I said, "G'day, Bill," and he said, "He said, Ryan." He, and he, he said, "He said, does your and at the time my mother worked at Westmead Hospital, and um, he said, does your mum work here?" And my mother was going to visit Billy on a lunch break, and um, I said, "Yeah, she does." He said, "I tried to tell the end that your mother's been coming to visit me, and she said I've lost the plot." <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so yeah, but uh, Billy had those couple of serious falls, and um, yeah, and that was a finish of him basically, and. Uh, yeah, and the, both the Carl boys were there when I first started riding. They were very good riders. Um, still to this day, uh, Michael's a lovely fellow, of course, uh, on the Gold Coast, and Maddie's still down that way, isn't he? Yeah, I sort of, I, I did sort of like look at those uh, both uh, Matthew and Michael's riding uh, when I, I come along and tried to sort of like copy it a little bit, um, because Billy was a very aggressive rider, and I, I had to waste very hard to claim three or fifty-two and. I, I just couldn't emulate that style. I just wasn't physically strong enough at the time. Um, so both the Carls had a, um, a quieter style, and that suited my build and, and uh, my weight better. So I just tried to emulate their riding a bit when I when I first come along. Um, yeah, we had some good riders. Uh, Wayne Wheat was a very good rider out the west. Um, yeah, and then other boats come along. Uh, Tracy Bartley. Um, he was only in, a, in the winner's circle yesterday. <laughs> Stradbroke winning well, train. Yeah, yeah. You pick a little bit up from these fellas that come along. You know, different boats come along different stages of the career and and um and they've got their um you know, their assets and you just try and 
pick a little bit up from the blokes. You see what you know, you know why is he riding winners and and uh, just um, you try try and put a, a finger on it. And if you could just pick a little bit up from everybody, you sort of like try and make yourself a, a better, well uh, well rounded rider type thing. Yeah, Billy Aspros rode over 1,300 winners and over 6,600 rides he had. And I remember him associated with a horse that I loved at the time called Taradu, Gary Fraser. Yep, yep. He was a beauty. We saw him in Queensland. Yeah, he rode rode some good winners on him. And he he also, I think Billy might have rode a group one winner for John O. Johnson. Oh, did he? Yeah, Mobile Peter, I think was the name of the horse. John O. Johnson trained at Orange. Yep. Um, yeah, and Billy rode it. I can't think what race it was. It was a good one winner on him, I'm pretty sure. There you go. Yeah. Well, Greg, that's the worry, I suppose. Like if I was, you know, a family member and you were thinking about a comeback, I'd, I'd say, oh, you know, how, how would the family feel if you decided to do it? Yeah, my wife says I can't afford another knock on the head. So. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that, that's what she thinks about it anyway. Yeah. It's lovely to talk to you, uh, and as I said, we, we wouldn't be totally shocked if one day in the next uh, year or year or so uh, that we might see you ride one or two somewhere. We never know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> lovely to talk yeah. to you. All right, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Greg. Greg Ryan coming on the program this morning. Yeah, Tara do had a great year back in '96 when Gary Fraser turned up with him. He went around in the Sydney Derby. And then he lobbed in Brisbane. He was unplaced in the derby behind Irie's uh, Irish. So it was Bart's, wasn't it? And Bob Thompson's Damon was second in that derby. But he finished sixth, Taradu. And then he lobbed in Queensland, freshen up. And he won the Queensland Guineas defeating Juggler. He was a beauty at the time, 20 to 1. Of course, Peter Horwitz. Brave Warrior was third. So it's an elite field, 17, 18 runners that year when Taradu won. He was 20 to 1. Then he ran third in the Grand Prix to Perfect Bound. Then he ran third in the Doombin Cup to Dane Wynn. And then he came out and won the Queensland at Derby. And Bruce Compton had a good association with him. And also Mick Dittman ended up winning a Queensland, the Queensland Derby on him as well. But, um, and Matty Pravado uh, used to ride him a bit as well. But um, yeah, I thought that Billy Aspros at one stage may have been associated with, uh, with that particular horse. Yes, he was. Yeah, he, um, he had a couple of rides on him at least in the early days.